I've been singing this song all morning. We love you, Jesus. Somewhere, somebody is praying tonight for a loved one who's wandered away from delight. Fate reaches heaven and God is aware He's forever changing every moment in prayer. Oh, there's power in prayer. Power to spare all that you ever need is waiting right there a few words a little child's fate goodbye despair oh this power so much power there's power in prayer pain touched the body and it's in the doctors have tried, but hope is in vain. Oh, but wait, someone's praying in the midst of the blue. All at once, that great physician came in the room. Oh, there's power in prayer power to spare all that you ever need is waiting right there words a little child's fate and goodbye despair oh there's power so much power power to spare there is power, so much power, power in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Amen. Don't you love the Lord this morning? Amen. I, I don't know. Maybe you already had church already. <laughs> All right. Put it right. I see. Okay. How many love the Lord this morning? Okay. All right, there you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Devil don't like us worshiping the Lord. He's trying to interrupt us. I you. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Can't be behind me, Satan. <laughs> Listen, you know, you're living in a time where we need to know if we're pleasing God. Amen. You know, I've, I've been reading through the Bible and I've come through Exodus. And I've started seeing some stuff. You know, if you read Numbers, the beginning of Numbers is always talking about God numbering the people. Remember that? You numbering uh, uh, men from 20 years old and up and vice versa. The number to get them ready for war. But you know, I got this in places in that, in that book, like we're going to talk this, this morning, where God wasn't happy with the people. Right? You know, I'm starting to realize God has character of his own. You know, I, we get up here and, and, and a lot of times we talk about things. I think half the time we, we don't understand what God is like, right? <laughs> Preachers get up and they think they got God figured out. They wrote a, story, they wrote a book on how God should, how God is. And, and you find books about on the will of God and all that stuff. But I don't know. When I read these stories in, in, in Numbers and Exodus and and Leviticus and all these other Old Testament writings, I'm finding a character about God that most people don't understand. Well, <laughs> I know one thing. He gets angry. Uh, you know, we don't talk about God hates all workers of iniquity. The Bible says that. 
God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. God hates he that soweth discord among the brethren. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. Who read that in the Bible? In Proverbs. And you're reading that and you're starting to learn a little bit about the Lord. Wait a minute. Maybe God hates all what the preachers are making him out to be. Or the church. Because we don't talk about some things. But what about us? I mean, I'm, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that I got some problems, and I need to deal with them. <laughs> no, no, but watch. <laughs> I want you to remember uh, uh, Numbers cha uh, chapter 12 real quick. I'm sorry, chapter 11. We'll start in chapter 11. My wife knows me better than anybody else. And she knows I get discontent. You see, my bone. <laughs> discontent, wait. I complain. I murmur. <laughs> Listen. Unless you follow him one day, you fall out. I ain't got all God figured out yet. I, I, I ain't got it all righteous yet. I'm still learning, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, bone, you come, I try to change a little bit to look religious. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> see that you got me in trouble, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, all of y'all got it together, right? So I'm not, I'm just preaching to myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just talking about me, Sister Joyce. I mean, y'all all holy and y'all got, y'all got your God to figure it out and y'all know everything about the Lord, right? Okay, so, <laughs> so let's preach to all of us today. <laughs> okay. I want to preach a message, and I want to just label it, be thankful for the manner, right? And the whole story about the manner is that the children of Israel were crying to Moses that they didn't have nothing to eat. And they went to Moses and said, ain't they got no graves in Egypt that you let us hear or die in the wilderness? And they were complaining. <laughs> they, were, they were murmuring. <laughs> so the Lord, to make this story short, I can't get to it. He made a dewfall. And there comes the manna. And what the manna was, it was like, uh, uh, it was like a, a coriander seed. And what that was, they would grind it into like a flower. It, had, it was kind of like, uh, it was sweet like honey. And they would grind it into flour and they would make cakes out of it. But you know, they ate that for a little while and they said, well, you know, I'm getting tired of this manna. <laughs> you know, I, I used to get on people when I'd say, I'd hear them say, she them people at that church. <laughs> you don't, you ever, you ever heard that said? I mean, I ain't going back to that church. <laughs> but these people were complaining. They said, we're tired of manna, Lord. It's all you see. Manna, 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 manna. The same thing over and over. Tired of hearing him, him, him say the same things over. And I'm tired of that one doing this and the same. Let's, all I'm tired of religious people. I just manna, 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 manna. All the time. The same. Repent. Turn from your sins. Get right with God. That's all we hear. Golly. Hallelujah. No, you hear what I'm saying? God wants us in a place of contentment. And they ate this stuff for 40 years. 40 years in the desert. It didn't take long. Three days after he got out of Egypt, they started complaining. God just did a miracle, man. God delivered him from the Egyptians, parted the Red Sea. I mean, destroyed most of Pharaoh's army. I mean, took him out of through, through uh, test I mean, uh, uh, trials and, and and brought plagues upon Egypt. They was watching all this, and all of a sudden they come out and they start complaining. I should have preached something. <laughs> you know, we get, we get, it's easy to complain, right? <laughs> I'm going to say something. I might get you upset, okay? Really. But let, let, me, let me show you what I, what I wrote down about, about, uh, about uh, people that complain. Murmuring demonstrates unfaithfulness. Oh, wait. 
wait, most people that learn are not into the things of God, right? They're not praying. They're not reading. They're not seeking him. And I'm not picking this. We'll all go through that valley, okay? But the point is that there is an unfaithfulness in mermen. And, and I did this. It, it's, a, it's a spirit of rebellion. <laughs> so next time you start complaining about your wife or husband, or you don't have enough money in your bank account, you just for, don't forget you ate yesterday. <laughs> You don't forget you had a roof over your head yesterday. Don't forget you wasn't in a hospital or a funeral home yesterday. <laughs> don't forget what God brought you through. Listen, when we start realizing what the men have done for us, it kept us alive. Chucky, you hear what I'm saying? It gave us nourishment. It sustained us. Now we're complaining. Right? We want meat. <laughs> oh, we want meat. We want it right now. Moses, listen, I like Moses' life because Moses got a lot of us in him. Come on. <laughs> Wait. Let me read this. I'm going to show you why. He says here about the people. Now when the people, somebody read that verse, that line to me, complained. In chapter 1 of uh, Numbers 11. No, yeah, verse 1, chapter 11. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, stop a minute. No, well, well, I don't want to go too fast because I, I just don't want you to think we're just reading a story. Mm, little black preacher. Mm. They were complaining. And God got angry. So I'm going to fix them stiff necks. He set a fire out of the camp and burned what they had. Their tents, probably. Their, 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 their food, everything. They, you're going to complain about, I'm going to take it away from you. Oh. He set a fire. And they came crying to Moses. Moses! <laughs> Moses, pray. God's killing us. God's taking everything we got. He's burning everything we got. Next time you complain about that house you live in or that car you drive, maybe God might have to burn it before you can realize maybe I shouldn't have said that in the first place. <laughs> huh? He might burn me in. Oh, God. He said a fire went out from the Lord and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. See, the outskirts of the camp was outside of the tabernacle. Maybe where they should have been is in the church, <laughs> in the, where they can worship. But they were outside the camp complaining and mourning and crying. <laughs> you know, it's not easy to tell the truth sometimes. <laughs> it's a lot easier to complain, right? I'm starting to learn that when I have a problem, maybe I ought to start with Lanny first. Maybe the argument would stop right there. All right, we want to blame this one and that one and that thing and that thing and that president and that president and, and, that, and that this and that. It's always them and that, right? Never no, no, well, watch. I heard that OC. Do this. Point your finger at me. How many of you got pointing back at you? <laughs> I've always heard that story. I said, it's so true. You got three fingers pointing back at you. Sister Madeline's fault. Wait. <laughs> Do it right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I don't blame you. <laughs> he says, My Lord, I better hurry before I get in trouble. <laughs> the people cried unto Moses. And when Moses prayed the Lord, Thank God for the men of God. The Lord quenched that fire. Verse 3. So he called the name of it Tabla, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now, right. But the whole, the, listen, you can, you can get mad if you want. 
If you're having a problem with faith, it's your fault. I learned something. I can't credit my unbelief to another man. Right? I have a Bible. And I have a promise that God gave me in his word. He'll never leave me or forsake me. So when I complain, I complain against God. Come on, somebody. Listen, you don't want to be caught complaining against him. But in our heart, we do. Right? In our heart, we complain against the Lord. When we start making excuses why we're not growing. We start making excuses why, why everything's going wrong. and You know, I wish God would do this. And I wish God would do that. Maybe he don't want to do it. Maybe he's got another path for you. I mean, James was talking about that this morning. When Paul was going to Macedonia, he said, God hindered him. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, hindered him from going to other cities. Because God had a place for him, right? It's not always easy to hear that because we want to do what we want to do, right? We want to buy and get and do what we want to get. We want it to do like us. We want it. We don't mind serving God and going to heaven, but don't dare tell us we're nothing but a bunch of murmurs and complainers and we're always crying about something. Listen, I'm telling you, it's dangerous. God is calling us to humbleness. Now, all of a sudden, these people got mad and go to Moses and Moses prays and the fire stops. But it, don't, it doesn't end there, Bowen. <laughs> they tired. <laughs> Let me read this to you. Verse 4. Now, the mixed multitude, and who that was, that was people that wasn't Israelites that came out with the, Israel, uh, with the nation of Israel out of Egypt. Because there was other nations there. There was, there was people that were slaves, but they followed Moses. But they didn't see faith the way God commanded it. In other words, they wasn't following the Lord. They would worship in their God, Moloch. You remember that? They were offering their children up for fire, to fire in the midst of the, the congregation. And they started, I personally believe, they're the ones that started uh, complaining. They're the ones that started the, what's the word I want to use? Insurrection. <laughs> They saying they, they got to Moses and said, this is Moses. I mean, he's led us in, in the desert to dry up like prunes. He's destroyed our lives. We had it better in Egypt, Chucky. What does that mean for us? Because when you start saying, well, when I was not going to church, I had more friends. I had more money. Everything was easier. I should have stayed in the world. Oh, no. No, watch. Seriously. How many people are backsliding today because they make that same decision? No. I had it better in Egypt. Egypt was a, a, a symbol of the world. Now watch how they played this thing out. Because they made themselves believe that they were in paradise. They were slaves. Working. In the heat, their bodies being dried up and, and their children being murdered and, and their lives, everything substance they had was being wasted. And you know why God got angry? Come on, somebody. Listen, they wouldn't give you a Sabbath day in Egypt. <laughs> Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They were in bitter bondage. When I was in the world, listen, I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I was in bondage to sin. The thing that was taking me to hell, things that were separating me from God, I'm enjoying my life more than I've ever enjoyed because I have the Lord to, to, to depend upon. Amen. Because he is my strength. He is gracious unto me. Where would I be without him? Now, mixed multitudes were among them in verse 4. Yielded to intense cravings, or, or that word craving is another word for passions or flesh. You get what I'm saying? They, 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 wanted, they wanted more. Than, you know what I'm saying? They, wanted, they, they were craving for the lust of things. They wanted, they wanted meat. See, and Moses, and he's looking at this. He's saying, I, I, Moses was the humblest, humblest man in the Bible. 
other than the Lord. But he had some problems. He allowed these people to affect him in the leadership he was in. Because he was angry. And after a while, Moses started complaining to God. You don't believe that? I'm going to show you. Watch. Now, you know, listen, all these people, <laughs> how would you like to have, they say three to five million people, God, I go at your front door and says, give me meat. Uh, my kids are starving. My family don't have nothing. We want something to eat, and we want it now. Moses is by himself. Moses and Aaron and Miriam were standing there, and they sitting there listening to all these people complain. How would you like, we have a problem when one person complains to us. Think about millions, Chucky, going to your front door, brother, and complaining and accusing you and railing on you, getting ready to stone you. Oh, no, he's, he's at that point, boy. These people were bad, man. Their, their hearts had gotten dark. Their hearts had gotten, it was evil. They were, they were hateful. They they wanted their flesh appeased. The manna wasn't enough. But he says, who will give us meat to eat? <laughs> who? God just pulled you over the Red Sea. <laughs> and great, don't tell God can provide some meat for you? Don't think God can provide what you ask? Why did he say, Moses, please ask the Lord for meat? No, they said, we want some meat right now. Who's going to give us some meat? Dude, who are you going to feed? How are you going to feed all these people? You know what I'm saying? It seems like there was no intercession in their spirit. There was no, they're not going to God with a request. They're going to God with a demand. That's what they were doing. They didn't, really, they didn't go to God with no it. A demand, you give it to us and you give it to us right now. Well, we want that brand new car. We want that brand new boat. We want all that money in our checking account. We want all everything we want. And don't tell us we can't have it. We will complain. We will murm. <laughs> we better stop. We're going to see a little bit of that in us. <laughs> give it to me, God. God. I want my money. I want my food, my crawfish. I want to be rich. I want to be like the Joneses. Oh. No, but in, 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 watch. And you know what? I look, I, I, I'm trying to see this as they saw it. They got, start, they got kids that, they had the manna. The manna was sufficient. It's, it, it had the nourishment in it. It had everything they needed to sustain them. Right. Because you know what? It, the people, we, we, we complain with, with a full mouth. We complain with a full belly. We complain living in air-conditioned houses. Right. We complain. <laughs> but anyway, let me go on. He says, we remember the fish. Wow. It's talking about Egypt. They, went, they, were, they, 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 <laughs> they were in a missing <clears throat> where they came from. You know, when you want the world, you're going to imagine some good about it. Oh, right. They, they're, they're here. They're, man, it was good over there, man. Egypt had it all together. You were slaves. <laughs> Your bodies were being rotted by labor. <laughs> Wait, fish? Fish? Oh, like us. We love fish over here, man. But... He said, we remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt. The cucumbers. Man, I love cucumbers. The melons. The leeks. The onions. The garlic. I love, I love all that stuff. But now our whole bean is dried up. <laughs> Look what God has brought us to. We can't even have fun. We can't go to the Mardi Gras. We can't, we, can't, we can't do all of that stuff no more. God has messed us up. He just dried us up. All we are is just some religious prunes. <laughs> Come on. You should think I'm joking. 
Really? <laughs> Dried up prunes. God has messed us up. Forget he watches over you. Forget he takes care of your body. Forget he provides every need and everything that you have. Forget he gives you breath to breathe. You're not in a hospital. You're not in a funeral home. Forget he gives you life. Yeah. It's eternal life. Oh, yeah, but that's all right. But, I mean, we could have a little fun. You know, there's a lot of people came to me a lot of times and said, Paul, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little this and a little that. You know, they're not serving God today. Yeah. I had one guy that I remember years ago, led him to the Lord. He was doing good for a while. Really, he, he was serving. One lady comes in, oh, you can have just one little beer. He had one. Then he had another. Then he, had, got, he started getting drunk, mistreating his wife. One. He's dead. Yes. Might be in hell today. He's not even alive anymore. But you know what? Just one. The world ain't that bad. Come on, somebody. The world, the world you know, there's a lot of people who go to church and you hear them. Oh, that's, that's old-fashioned. You know, not drinking and all that stuff and not going to the honky-tonks and all that stuff and, and, and not, you know, that's old-fashioned. That's not what the church is about today. Really. My Bible says to come out from among them and be separate. I'm not preaching that to you just to hear myself preach because it's a warning from the Lord. You was not satisfied with what I gave you. The thing that probably was more nourishing than anything they were eating. No, they had to have more, right? Somebody said, thank God for the manna. <laughs> Listen, next time you, you go to prayer, say, Lord, I'm, forgive me for complaining. Lord, I thank you for the manna. <laughs> Listen, when you open your, your, your ice box and you got your peanut butter jar and your syrup jar and a little bread, thank God for the peanut butter, Lord. <laughs> thank God for the syrup. Thank God for the Vienna uh, sausages. I like Vienna sausages. I put that in that little snack mask with a, uh, a piece of cheese, man. Listen, I mean luxury, bro. <laughs> you talk about making a good little sandwich, bro. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, you learn. Listen, I don't even, listen, me and Janice, we went with Isaac and me and I eat out. But I, I don't have no passion for that. I used to love to go eat out different places. I'd make a sandwich. Janice said, what do you want to cook? I don't know if we eat a sandwich. <laughs> it don't, the craving's not there like it used to be. Because maybe a Vienna sandwich is all I need. I'm not against you going to eat out. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not against you, you know, enjoying yourself, enjoying the fruit of your labor. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, you can do it. Nice. Go. You, you, when you're struggling, you get that man of Vienna. <laughs> I didn't, I arrived. <laughs> man of Vienna. Hallelujah. I should have named it man of Vienna. Weenie sandwich. You know, <laughs> okay. Anyway, they were complaining. We had cucumbers in Egypt. And we had all of that in Egypt. And we had this man. All we're doing is drying up. There is nothing at all ex except this manna. <laughs> all we got is old manna. Every time I open my mouth, I taste that in my mouth. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Old manna, that old dried up toast bread. That's what it involved you. They got to the point where they painted, they painted the thing that God blessed them with as dried up. How many go to... Church is ah, just a dry place. I'm just dry. The gospel is dry. And, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking you, praise God. I, we've been through that whole thing. I remember sitting in this church years, and I said, oh, man, I wish Brother Michael hurry up and finish. Oh, man, I ain't going to lie to you, praise God. But no, it's not like that anymore. It's okay. Hallelujah, praise God. I sat down, went to church for a lot, the last few years, and I went. And listen, that's not too many times I didn't leave with nothing. You hear what I'm saying? Because my spirit was that I wanted to know God. So if you're going to want to know God, you have to eat the manna, right? You have to eat. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. That what came from Moses was, you know, but I am the true bread of life. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, and that's not talking about the Catholic uh, Eucharist. That's talking about eating the word, hungering for the things of God, drinking the blood of Jesus. You know, listen, this is what he's talking about. 
We are living in a time where if we're not hungry for the manna, we're going to die. We're going to die. Don't ever put the wrong thing in your mouth. If, if what you're eating is, is of selfish heart, it's wrong. If it's not of a graceful and a thankful heart, it's sin, right? Hallelujah. Okay, I'll quiet today. Now the manna was like, a, I said, the cardian, the seed about, you know, it was a different, certain color. And the people went, in verse 8, about gathering, and talk about how they were grounded into a millstone, and it beat it. And it, so what they were doing, they were, they were making like flour. That's what they were doing, or cornmeal or something. And they would grind it up, and they would put it with water, and, and they would use oil, and they would bake cakes out of it. That's what they would do. You know, you look at that and you say, well, don't you get tired of eating the manna? Well, they got tired of eating it. And they, they, weren't, they weren't in the wilderness that long. See, all that fish and garlic, and I believe they were just making that up in their mind. Because they wasn't allowed to eat those kind of luxury foods. That was for the Egyptians. Remember? Listen, I read in the part of I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to read it today, but one day I want to preach about Mo, uh, Miriam and, and Aaron. They were, they were Moses' brother and sister. And they got together and they decided they were going to start complaining about Moses. Come on. Don't Moses think we can hear from God? That's what, that's what he said. And God struck Miriam with leprosy. Somebody said, why did he strike Aaron? Because Miriam was the insider of it. She's the one that provoked it. And Aaron was the one quick to repent. So she was driven out because she thought she can take her brother's place. And you know what? I'm getting she, they, they, Those two there showed more, in, more envy toward Moses than anyone else. Because you remember Moses... Aaron made the golden calf. When Moses was in the mountain, the people said, make us a God to go before us. And what happened is that Aaron crafted this calf. He fashioned it. He made it. And Moses came down and Moses was angry. God was angry. Aaron said, oh, they gave me the gold and I threw it in the fire and it just a cow came out of it. A calf came out of it. Because he was envious toward Moses. See, Moses was the chosen prophet of God. Then, you know, these are the kind of leaders that maybe when it's enticing these people too. Because they were in there, they were complaining about Moses. And, you know, Joe Blow down or just on the side said, well, Moses ain't that great, I guess. Man, I'm, yeah, I'm getting tired of eating this manna too. Come on, somebody. Maybe we ought to complain like Aaron and, 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 and Miriam. You better be careful what you say in front of a new believer or, or, or another Christian that's weak. Because they're going to pick up on you complaining quick. And you could damn their soul. Listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect. And I tell people, I said, if I got some things wrong with my, my beliefs, show me. At least don't come and accuse me of being a false prophet. Just at least show me. Show me in the word. Show me where I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to repent. I've done it a few times already. I've done it a few times. Where I've I made some mistakes. I had to come and correct myself, right? And that's just how I am. Because I'm not up here representing myself. I'm up here representing the Lord, right? I want to give you the right manner. Verse 10, and I'm going to go there. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families. And I'm reading New King James. Everyone at the door of the tent. Come on now. They were coming and they were let Moses know what they thought. It's about time. Moses, somebody put you in your place. <laughs> Come on. Are y'all reading the same place I'm reading? Yes, sir. And, and, and they're at Moses' tent. They're at the tabernacle. And they're sitting there and they, and they got their list. We don't like to sing and Yvette does. No, nobody ever came to me yet and said that. <laughs> no, no. I'm just using you for. Yeah, 
We don't, we don't like the kind of teaching Boogie's doing. We don't like what you're saying, Brother Lane. And you got that grievance, you know what I'm saying? You make us feel like we're, we, we, we need to repent every time you have a service. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to let you see what God wants you to do. Because I'm not in here, I'm not, in, hey, I'm not here to, it's not for the money, that's for sure. <laughs> I thank God for those that give faithfully, but I, I'm not here for the money. Because I made more money in the last two weeks than I, I know, I thank God I had it. Because God need, God sent it, right? But the point I'm making is this. I'm here as a servant, as that lady said a little earlier ago. And my goal is to make sure that you understand God's ways, all right? I'm still learning. Don't think I'm sitting up here and saying I know everything. I don't. Very far from it. But I'm starting to learn a little bit more about God's character and what he expects of you. Next time you, you got a Vienna <laughs> sandwich to eat, thank God for the manna. Next time you, all, when you, you put them toast breads in that machine and it pops up, thank God for the manna. Come on, somebody. Hey, look. If all you got is peanut butter and syrup. You know, if you thank God for the peanut butter and syrup, you're going to get another peanut butter and syrup and maybe get a little more added. Thankful. There are people in this world that are living on dump heaps. Don't know where their next meals are coming from. Little kids got to walk miles to drag buckets to get a little bit of water out of a, 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 a defiled water, a pond somewhere where they got poo and garbage and everything leaking into it. And that's the only water they got to drink. Thank you. When you put that faucet on at your house and grab that water, thank you, Lord, for the manna. <laughs> Come on. Amen. When you get that toothpaste to brush your teeth in the morning, I know I get bad bread at night when I, when I sleep. Oh, yeah. And man, when I put that in my mouth, oh man, I feel like a fresh human being. Hallelujah. Thank God for the manna. Put that light switch on where many people in this world don't have electricity, pump plumbing, nothing. They live in a cesspool. <laughs> you got better than a cesspool. <laughs> Stop complaining. Right? Be glad. Look at, your, look at your life and say, God, thank you. People used to laugh at me. I used to, I used to say my blessing if I'd put a cough drop in my mouth. Come on. It's just just attitude of thanks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to tell people, man, I was so sensitive. I mean, I used to not even devil food cookies I didn't want. That's how sensitive I didn't want to. The, the, the devil on the cookie didn't matter, matter to me. <laughs> now I love them. I, I can eat devil food cookies that flow down my ears. <laughs> but you go through that cycle. He's sensitive. We need to be sensitive. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Thank God I got delivered, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> All right. I'm almost finished. I can go on, but it's, it's, it's just. Then Moses is there at the door in verse uh, 11. Well, let me go back and read verse. Uh, Everyone at the door of his tent. The whole children, everybody came to meet Moses. Like I said to Michuki, would you imagine three, five, three to five million people at your front door? And want something from you, and you can't do it. <laughs> Blaming you. So Moses said to the Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? Why are you, what are you doing this to me for, God? <laughs> That's what he's saying. Listen, I, I, I've got him out of here. I mean, I've done what you told me. Now they're coming in and they want to cut my throat. They want to stone me, Lord. Why are you doing this to me? How many done that, God? When you feel like... <laughs> The world's falling apart, and you say, well, God, why are you doing this to me? What have I done? <laughs> why me, Lord? It's me, it's me, oh, Lord. <laughs> Come on. You ever done that? Why me, God? Why, why are you picking on me? I said I would serve you, and you're making all these people coming and fixing the stone. Well, what have I done so wrong? <laughs> Sound like Moses is getting a little attitude. <laughs> He says, 
Why have you afflicted your servant? Afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight? God never left Moses. He looked at the situation and thought God left him. Come on, somebody. I said, God never left Moses. He looked at his situation and thought, he said, God left him. Why have I fallen out of favor with you, God? Just because you go through trial, that doesn't mean God has left you. This is some of the biggest times in my life where I've grown is when I went through tests. And listen, I went through some, some struggles. And I found at the end, I grew and I got closer to Jesus. I wouldn't trade those times for nothing. Listen, there's a lot of Christians that sit, sit still and don't do anything. And they say, well, God, just bring it to me. Come on, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> How many have been made Christians like, give me, give me, give me, God. <laughs> and God said, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> no, you give me before I give you. No, you give me before I, you, I give you. Give me God. Give me religion. <laughs> and Moses is having a, a hard time. And I'm not blaming him, all right? I'm not in issues right here. He's looking at all these people at his front door. And why have I not found favor in your sight? That you have laid the burdens of all these people on me. Now, first of all, the burdens wasn't on Moses. It was on the Lord. Moses was just to do what God said to do. Moses didn't part in the Red Sea. God did that. Moses didn't judge Egypt. God did that. God delivered the people. Moses is the vessel. Like I say, he was only the messenger. He was not the message. He only did what God said and spoke with God. But the people blamed him. And they blamed God. Are you getting something out of this? <laughs> listen, next time you go through a trial, listen, trials will come. I wish it would be that we could all have happy lives and the banking accounts were full and husbands and wives were happy and the children were happy and everybody's going to church singing Kumbaya and, and everything was so nice and wonderful. Oh, please. <laughs> Somebody said, when well, you get two people in, in a building, you got trouble. Because <laughs> you don't expect two of them to be alike. My, my, my dear brother, Brother Mike said, Brother Lanny, in a marriage, there's a negative and a positive. <laughs> Wait, he said, a battery will never work without having two opposites. <laughs> Great wisdom. <laughs> 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 Great wisdom. <laughs> I said, I said, man, I never thought about that. I, I just gotta accept my wife. That's all I got. She's a negative, I'm positive, I'm positive, you negative. We're working together. <laughs> she needs a rebuke, I give it to her. I need a rebuke, she gives it back. <laughs> Ain't this fun? <laughs> <laughs> No, but you got to admit, it's a lot better. Oh, yeah. we, we, we have a better marriage. We have a better relationship. We, you know, listen, somebody said, you know, you need to write a book, Brother Lenny, on how to have a good marriage. <laughs> I said, uh, wait. I said, it don't need to be long, just a few paragraphs. Do what she says, do what she says, and do what she says. <laughs> No, it's more than that. You know, that, listen, Janice is right. You know, most of the time, some of the time, half of the time. <laughs> but you know, lately I've been finding myself, you're right. You know, you know, a soft answer turns away strife. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do what you want. She said, Lanny, we got to pay these bills. How you? I said, do it how you feel. She does a good job, man. She's a great accountant. Man, she, listen, if I'd, if I'd, be, if I'd be broke. <laughs> you know, it's, but you know, sometimes she'll come and she said, show me this in the word, Lanny. What does this mean? 
And as a, as a husband, I'm supposed to say, well, I've got to apply my understanding to God's word to her life. And she's got to do the same thing. So we're working together. When she doesn't have an answer, I have it. When I don't have an answer, she, it's a negative and positive. She could be a positive one day, I'll be a negative. Uh, she can be a negative one day, I'll be a positive. It works. I'm on Holy Ghost. <laughs> and you might be saying today, that's what's our problem. <laughs> we're together, we just don't know how to work together. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. God is good, ain't he? You didn't think a, kid, uh, a Leverite prophet can teach you anything, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me go on. I'm almost finished. Seriously. He laid the burns of all these people on me. Talking to God. Moses says, why you laid it on me? Why, why I got to deal with them? Did I conceive them? Did I bring birth to them? Come on, why are you leaving the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them or did I give them birth? That you should say to me, carry them in your bosom? No, God never said that to Moses. I don't believe that. God was going to carry the people. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. That wasn't Moses he was talking about. That was himself. Moses was getting frustrated with the people. He was taking his frustration on God. How many of you got frustrated with people and <laughs> taking it out on the Lord? It happens. He says, you said as a guardian carried a nursing child to the land which you swore to, your, to their fathers? Where am I? Where am I to all, to, where am I to get meat to, to give to all these people? Well, you don't have to get nothing. <laughs> Moses didn't give meat to these people. Five, three to five million, they estimate, followed Moses in the, out of Egypt. Imagine these people at your front door, and they want food. And listen, you don't take for likely people got little children that's starving. What well, they weren't starving. They had the manna. Their flesh was starving. They wanted more and more and more. Give me, give me. I want, want, want. I need, I need, I need. How many of you, most of your needs are not, nothing but flesh? See, God will bless you when you're content with what you have. Come on. 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10 says, God bless God, godliness with contentment is great gain. You need, to, you need to see this stuff. He says, the love of money, not money itself, is the root of all evil. We want to be like everybody else. We want to, we want to, we want to drive the best cars and the best houses, the best, live in the, the finest everything. If you're not content with what you're wearing, if you're not content, I got a nice little house. Not a mansion, but it's still a nice home. It's, God has kept it together for almost 40 years, man. 35 years. Pastor, I don't know how many hurricanes are still standing. It's mine. <laughs> and God gave me. And you know what? I need to be content with it. That's why I'm going to fix it up. I wanna, I'm, I'm repairing it. I, want, I, I like my house. And God gives us the grace to do it. But it's a roof. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. It, it's a place to rest. It's a place that God has given me. Oh, but why can't I be like the Joneses and have a big house and three-car garage? And, you know, why can't I go take, get on an airplane and fly to Europe and fly to France and fly, fly to Catahoula and fly to... <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I'm almost finished. Seriously. God. It says here, where am I to get meat for all these people? For they weep all over me saying, give us meat. Give us meat that we may eat. Oh, Lord. I don't know if you're going to read this. <laughs> it says, I am not able to bear all these people alone. You hear Moses' attitude? Hmm? Because the burden is too heavy for me. 
And he says, if you treat me like this, please kill me. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Moses said, if you're going to do this, kill me, man. Take me out of this. Get, get rid of it. Get me off the planet. Kill me, God. If I got to take this bunch of grumbling, <laughs> complaining mouths, kill me. I can't do it. <laughs> And look, and God is, God is angry at these people because I can't get down and read the story, but if you go and you look for it, God sent quails from the sea. I mean, that thing was, it says two cubits. That's about two arm lengths of quails on the ground. Sure. Like this. This is a cubit. Right. No, no. About, about this high. All around. And they, they're eating this stuff. And while the meat was in their mouth, God struck them with judgment. And he's not happy. Sometimes we could, sometimes he'll give you what you want, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? It's not his will. I'll show him. I'm going to give him the food they want. And so come out their nostrils. And he judged them because why? They were complaining. The manna wasn't enough. It's it drying us up. Close your Bible a minute. Listen, I want you to have a victorious walk with the Lord, okay? As a pastor of this church, my job is to make sure you understand who God is. Theology is a knowledge of God. When you hear the word theology, that's what it means. It means an understanding of God's ways. So to understand God's ways, you've got to find out what God is like. God wants nothing better to rejoice than to bless you. Seriously. He wants to bless his children. He wants to bless. I am not starving. You can see that very plainly. <laughs> Listen. I am not, I got water to drink, I got food to eat. There are people, and I, could, I told Booker one day, I said, we need to go walk through the, the jungles of Africa and watch these people that are living in grass huts, going having, to, like I said, to go get miles to just to get a little bit of water to drink. And a lot of times it's coming out of a contaminated water supply where it's a, it's a cesspool. Where infection, maggots, bacteria, everything that can destroy. You ever saw those little poor little kids, man? Their bellies are swollen. That's why. Because they're malnutrition. Me and Janice is going to go home after a while. We're going to make us some sandwiches. And you know, I have no complaint about them. I like ham and cheese. Yeah, I like it. Seriously. And you know what? We'll sit down, get our little scoop of fudge chocolate ice cream. <laughs> and we sit down by each other. If my other kids will come around and feed the, infest the house, <laughs> we'll spend the rest of the day together. But you know, I thought about we had, we, we had, God blessed us this week. He blessed us last week, and he's blessing us now. All that, why why can't I go home and sit down and say, what am I going to do tomorrow? How, how is it going to work out tomorrow? Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, but tomorrow won't take thought for the things of itself. Today. Today is a time to worship. Today is the day to give. If we give God thanks today, I can assure you something is going to be there tomorrow. I'm going to say that again. If we give God thanks today, something is going to be there tomorrow. Now, the Bible says for everything under the sun, there's a season. There are people today that's going to lose a loved one. Godly people. And, they, you know, we, they, they've lost somebody they loved, and that hurts. That's the hard, most horrible thing you can do is lose a loved one. 
But because of God's grace, they're going to make it. Right? Because of God's promise, they're going to make it. See? They could sit there and complain and say, God, why? I'm not God. You're not God. We don't know God's full plan. But in the end, God's plan always works. I can tell you sometimes when I've gone through some stuff, I'll say, I'm going to get out of this. How many of you have been like that? How is it going to work out? It doesn't make sense to me. God's saying, well, just go to church and be faithful and pay your tithes and love me and worship me. Well, how is that going to take care of my stuff? Just do it. Listen, I'm not, I'm not for years, for about almost 40 years right now, me and Janice was born again. And you know what? One too many times we missed church. How many times we missed prayer meetings? I tell people, they can't make it prayer at your house. Agree with us. Go in your closet somewhere. Listen, there's some of the best times we have when we pray together, me and her, by our bed. Sat down. I remember one time we was praying. Our kids were young. The Spirit of God fell in them. We were praying with our kids. I remember that. And, and it, was so, it was almost like we was having church with our own kids. It was, really it was. And they were excited for the Lord and they were growing up in the ways of God. And, and I remember that we were reading through the book of Genesis one time. And we, we, I tried to read a couple of chapters, kind of keep them in, in suspense, you know. And he said, Dad, read another one. Ha! Huh, read another chapter, Dad. I can still remember that. Especially when you get through the beginning of Genesis to around the time of Abraham. They love the stories. And today, most of them are serving God. And I mean, Janet didn't do everything perfect. Don't believe that we got a, we got a, we got a book on perfection. You, listen, I can tell you about the mess-ups, too. Yep. The times we burst it out. And it's still today it affects our children. I watch when they get angry. And I tell them, don't do that. But I got to remember when I did it. When they were around. When I was frustrated. When I, when I got mad and upset. You want to get mad and upset? <laughs> We thought you was holy, brother. Oh, oh, oh. because of God, I'm holy. <laughs> because of Jesus, but man, honestly. And when I hear them burst out, I said, you know, I taught them that. We taught them that. Now we're trying to teach them something different. As they get old, I said, especially my sons, especially growing up and they're learning how they have to raise family. I said, son. I told Isaac the other day, he got mad at the boy. I said, listen, slow down, son. I said, look at the reason. I said, I said, years ago, I said, you know, when I discipline my child, if I do it in vengeance, and try to get back at him, I'm going to get an angry child. I'm going to get it. If I'm doing it to try to pay him or her back for, for disobeying me, but if I do it in love, and I do it in the right way, he said, God... Demands us to be obedient. And what I do, I do because not for me. Try to prove a point to them. I want them to know that there's a right way to do something. Right? And they'll start me and Janice learn that early. We take them, whip them, and pray with them. That makes sense to you? <laughs> and people say, well, no, that's just showing, you know, kids how to, you know, just... Warping their personality. I said, they need a lot more than that warp. That's why we got society we got today. Children killing each other. When they should be riding bikes and playing basketball or some baseball, they, they're shooting people. It's because you know why? Because nobody stopped and listened to God. I am thankful for the man of the day. I'm thankful for what God has given me, okay? Stand up, praise God. Listen, I'm not asking for hands or nothing, but you know your own heart. You know where you're at with the Lord. You might be born again. You might be struggling, though. I've struggled a lot of times. But a lot of my struggles came because I wouldn't obey God. You get what I'm saying? I have a lot of amount mess because I wasn't patient. But I'm learning it right now. Listen, I, my wife, <laughs> I get checks in the mail all the time from, don't want to hold me money. They send me some $3,500 checks, $5,000 checks. 
She don't even let me smell them. <laughs> and all you have to do is sign it, Ray. And you know what? I got people calling me. Man, Mr. Lenny, uh, we, we want to we help you financially with your business. I said, sorry, bing, 40000 500000 I'm not joking, actually. They want to fix us up, man. Well, 500000 Well, I can go on a splur, man. The flesh would be rolling all over the place. <laughs> Somebody people say, you wonder why God don't want us rich, maybe? Because if we'd be rich, we wouldn't serve him. I'm going to tell the devil, keep your stupid money. <laughs> if it's got to cost me my eternal soul, brother, they can have it. So I don't look at it no more. Well, I'll get some of them, but Janice, she tells them all before I see them. So, <laughs> good wife. <laughs> but, you know, God has made a way, okay? I want you to ask you, are you content? Don't answer me. Just, just think about it. Are you content with your life? Are you sat? Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Are you satisfied with what God has given you? Are you content with the manna that has nourished you? I'm talking about Jesus, okay? Most people are not serving God because Jesus is not exciting enough. Jesus is not hip. He doesn't. He doesn't bounce around with a guitar. And, and with lights and, 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 and smoke and everything. You, you ever went to a church like that? Get out of it. Run from it. Because it's, it's a commercial. It's trying to sell Jesus for what he's not. You know what I'm saying? The nights I stayed up, y'all, seriously, <coughs> worrying. Because me and my wife, I'm not joking. We have to see thousands of dollars come in every month. Or we don't make it. But you know what? It's always there. It's always there every month. Every time. I said, boy, Janice, if we could keep that, where would it be? Might be serving God today. Since I've been in business since 2011, I didn't estimate it. I've probably made a million and a half dollars. I am not joking. If you go, you multiply just last year, and well, Janice told me not to say that, but it was a lot. But if you pay Isaac, and you pay the gas, and you pay the diesel, and, and you pay the insurance, and you pay the material, and you pay, you know what it is? Thank God for the man. <laughs> but you know what? My God, I feel like worship. He never let us down, not once. What a testimony of God's goodness. Come on, somebody. Not once. Junkie, not once. Not once. Not once. 11 years in business. You want to know how to believe God? Go into business for yourself. Because you don't have a steady check, no. You got to depend on that money every week when it's not there. And you don't know if it's going to come or not. Right. Me and Janice, yesterday, I thought we were remodeling our bathroom. You know how we got that? Janice said, you know what we're going to do, Lenny? Sometimes we get limestone off a job for free. What we sell, we'll put it in a little envelope. <laughs> and you know what? Chuck, it didn't take long. Maybe two, a week, maybe two, a week and a half. We had over $1,100. We bought the thing, we bought the toilet, we bought the shower pieces, we bought everything. I even bought a man a fancy shower, bro. You ought to see that event. She's going to look like a queen in that thing, man. Look, people, you got a connection, you can move that thing anywhere you want. Oh, oh, look. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, she said, Lenny, let's just save the money, let's see what happens. And we got it. The man that came in, hallelujah. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for your goodness. And I want somebody to say, Lord, thank you for the manner. Forgive me for complaining against the manner. Thank you for the goodness of your mercy, for your provision.
Thank you for loving me. And not forsaking me. For you never leave us.